Hello, I'm Alexandria Treasure and thank you for joining me for this episode of Step Pivot, the resilience of regional business. I'm going to be casting the spotlight each week on an incredible regional business, sharing their story and the amazing work they are doing here in regional Australia, even in the most trying of times. Today for our next episode of Step Pivot, we're joined by Amy Rutherford from Cakes by Amy Rutherford, a boutique business creating custom cakes, cupcakes and sweet treats. Amy is a qualified chef who taught herself to not only make delicious cakes, but also to build a business from scratch almost completely on social media and without any advertising. If you ask her, she will tell you that she just fell into cake decorating, but her work and thousands of followers speak for themselves. And what was once a side gig is now a full-time job with a commercial kitchen and sweet-as-can-be shopfront, where she also hosts open days and workshops. I've known Amy for years, both growing up here in Dubbo and these days collaborating on various projects, and I've always admired and respected her. She's built an incredible business while prioritising her family and supporting other creatives, and it's clear that her love of people drives what she does. Using her spare time to create Mingle, a friendly networking event to connect people in the local community. Amy just radiates positivity, and I couldn't help but ask her to be one of the first people to chat to me and feature on today's episode. Welcome, Amy. Well, that just put a massive smile on my face. That was an awesome introduction. Thank you. Before we jump in and get started, um, I know I've obviously introduced you, but it would be great if you could introduce yourself. You've done a really good job. Um, So first, I will start off by saying that I love colour and the brighter, the better. So clothes, shoes, furniture, walls, anything, even my hair. Um, So I've got purple hair, (laughs) if anyone have seen me on social media, they would know. <laughs> we'll share some photos from the episode and confirm. Sounds good. All the different shades, shades of colour. Um, I don't like the same thing, uh, so I like to change it up a lot. Um, anything from my coffee order to, like we said, the shade of purple in my hair. I love food. Um, I love cooking. And since being in ISO, uh, cooking... Um, that love for cooking has definitely returned. Uh, and also I love eating out. So stimulating the local economy, as they say. So good to use that excuse so, now. So good. <laughs> we have stimulated the local economy a lot lately. <laughs> um, burgers are definitely my favourite. Uh, and also um, cake decorating, obviously, and sweets are a big part of my life. Um, but I also enjoy... Uh, flowers, like pretending to be a florist, uh, crafting, photography. Uh, I've recently started to dabble in videos and started my own YouTube channel. <laughs> um, I've been married to my husband, Caleb, for 10 years this year, and we have two awesome kids. 10 years. Have you and Caleb been married for 10 years? 10 years. That's incredible. I know. Maybe my first question should have been, what's your secret to surviving marriage for 10 years? Uh. David and I are almost one year. So we're one year next month. So there you go. They say that the first year is the hardest, but (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, they're lying. (laughs) What excellent marriage advice for a newlywed. Thank you, Amy. They also say, though, that um, time flies when you're having fun. So. 
Maybe that's maybe that's what yeah. <laughs> cool. But I guess on to some work topics. We'll try. <laughs> um, you can correct me, but would it be fair to say that you you ultimately grew your business completely on social media from what I can see and obviously word of mouth, but can you share a bit about that journey and why you think your audience grew so naturally? Yeah, um, so definitely, definitely grew it on social media um, and word of mouth. But um, I, when people ask me how I started my business, I always tell them the same story. I started baking cakes for family and friends <laughs> and someone said I should start a Facebook page and it just took off from there. So it um, obviously was a hobby to start with um, and from Facebook... Um, that sort of made it a business Um, and that was before Instagram um, and before Instagram stories was a thing Um, but I think the main reason uh, that my audience grew so naturally was because I wasn't afraid to put myself out there even though it was scary um, especially when Instagram stories started and doing videos became a thing Uh, but Yeah, I just started doing it. I had a good old laugh at myself because it's pretty funny when you're talking to yourself on your phone. You feel like a bit of a tool. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just kept doing it. And people told me that they liked it. So I kept on doing it. And that self-conscious feeling goes away. And yeah, I really enjoy it now. Well, that's good. Did you ever feel like there was a point where it really peaked like was there ever a point where you could say okay like I'm really like what I'm doing now is really connecting with my audience or do you think it was more the consistency and it was just consistent ongoing growth I think if we're talking like social media definitely when Instagram stories started and I started sharing like behind the scenes and and that sort of thing like people just loved it and I think that's when they can see your face as well and they know who you are um, people are nosy. They want to know. They more. do. They do, and they want to. Yeah, they want to know anything. They want to know what you had for breakfast, or what are you cooking for dinner, or what your coffee order is. Like, and I'm guilty too. I do that. Like, <laughs> I think that's why I started it because I was like, well, I guess I like seeing what people are doing. So why wouldn't other people like seeing what I'm doing? <laughs> Which probably leads really well into my next question because. How do you balance then what you share on social media? Have, do you draw the line between personal, private, business? Where's the line? Yeah, it was tricky to start with. Um, and I'm a pretty private person. Like if you have ever tried to order a cake from me, you'll notice that I don't have a mobile number, a phone number at all on um, anywhere. Um, so I do everything like online through email and um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, So I like that sort of bit of privacy that people can't just call me whenever they want. Um, But yeah, I think to start with, I was really private. I didn't share the kids on there. I didn't ever do an Instagram story at home. Like it would always be just in my little space in the shop um, while I'm working. I guess I just thought no one really wanted to see anything other than cake related stuff um but I don't know I just I guess I 
maybe I went on holidays and I thought, oh, maybe I'll just share a little bit about what we're up to on holidays. And then gradually it just got more about, um, yeah, my whole life rather than just cake. And um, I used to get pretty, like, wary about privacy and sharing the kids on there. But now, I don't know, I only share snippets. Like, you don't know my whole life. <laughs> no, you think you might, but... <laughs> There's a lot more to our days than the couple of minutes we share on social media. That's right. That's right. But you raised something really interesting that I've had some conversations on um, lately, which I think is very, really heavily affects my style of work, but you've started talking about it as well. One of my biggest regrets initially, to be honest, is that when I started my business as a freelancer, I used my mobile number and it was everywhere. And now... I'm personally accessible 24-7, even though yep. we've changed it to a landline, people still have it. Yeah. And on top of that, we have created this amazing online world. And I feel like there's this expectation for people that you're available 24-7 yep. Yep. and to respond. So do you think it's important to have that disconnect? Like, are you able to choose, okay, I'm going to log on to Facebook and reply to messages does that help? Because I've, I've watched pages and people send a message at 11 o'clock at night and they're mad because five <laughs> minutes later you haven't replied. Like, how do we stop yeah. this? Yeah, I think that's just the world that we live in now. I think it helps that I don't have my mobile number out there. Um, obviously, I still get notifications when people send me a Facebook or Instagram message, but um, I can choose whether I reply Um, at that time or not and I'm guilty I do reply like if someone sends me a message at 10 p.m and I'm just laying in bed doing nothing I'll reply to them (laughs) but um yeah I think people just expect um everything straight away and I think once you realize from my perspective once I realize like well they can wait like they can be patient and wait then yeah whatevs (laughs) it's almost a like an internal lesson isn't it like I know I need to get better at that I used to stress out and think no I've got to reply to these messages like if I had messages banked up for a day it would stress me out now I just people know as soon as they send me a message on I've got that like automated reply and it says um it could take a couple of days for me to reply to them so um I'm not getting anxious about not replying to people and they understand and I think they know that I've got a family so um yeah they understand they respect that, that yeah which is yeah. amazing yeah it's yeah. pretty cool so this is potentially becoming maybe a signature question for me but not in a if I tell you I have to kill you type of way but now <laughs> that we've spoken all about your social media can you let us in on your biggest social media secret if you had to boil it down to one thing I don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't know. Um, Someone actually asked me the other day, uh, she said to me, um, she's starting her own business and she just wanted to know how I got so many followers. And I was like, I don't know. I guess um, time like definitely helps. Um, I've been on social media for my business since the beginning. So four or five years. Um, but I think the main thing is probably showing up for your audience. I love that. And um, I probably have heard that on a podcast or two <laughs> a few times. But I definitely think, um, yeah, that's what it is. So 
to show up for your audience and um, just be authentic, just be yourself and yeah. Seems to work for you. Yeah, people seem to like it. (laughs) So as we're recording this interview, COVID restrictions are starting to ease a little. Obviously, none of us know what the future is going to hold, but I'm interested to know how has or how did isolation change the way you do ever the way you do everyday business uh to be honest i don't think it's changed too much um i had a couple of weeks off at the start of it like put ourselves into self-isolation and and that was really nice actually (laughs) um it's obviously it's been a massive like a massive thing for the whole world um but I try and stay in my little bubble if I can and try not to look too much about what's happening um, outside, especially at this time. It can be a bit scary. Um, So, yeah, I don't think it's changed things too much. Um, I'm always thinking about uh, new ways that I can do business and new products I can add, new ways of reaching more people because, like I said before, I like to change things up regularly. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, in saying that, um, I've definitely had to speed the process up a bit. I've been wanting to do the video tutorials for ages uh, and get myself um, set up with that. Uh, That's probably a couple of years I've been wanting to do that. And I did that in that first couple of weeks that I had off. So amazing what a crisis (laughs) can encourage us to do. (laughs) And it wasn't actually like it's, it's pretty um, simple setup, but it wasn't as um, hard as what I thought it was going to be. So just having that little bit of time, I think, to, to do that was good. So, yeah, now I've got my little setup. I can do my recording and editing um, of my own content and starting my YouTube channel was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's pretty amazing, yeah, what a couple of weeks can do. So you've certainly then met the needs of the market but like you've identified that people are isolating at home they need to do things you've presented them with an activity so as much as it maybe didn't change things I I certainly think you still have to give yourself credit and say okay well I did some cool stuff very quickly that people have responded really well to yeah yeah okay thanks well (laughs) I agree dare dare I use your words against you um but before I hit record we were having a lovely chat um you said that at your kids school the Anzac Day biscuit tutorial you did the kids teachers were using it in their cooking class so credit where credit's due perhaps (laughs) yes okay it's pretty cool (laughs) and yeah it has um it's definitely made me work a little bit harder too probably to get those little things done yeah and um I think you know that that saying of working on your business instead of in your business so I had that couple of weeks off from actually baking cakes and I could do um yeah those fun different things that um I've wanted to do for a while um yeah and I think it makes you excited again like whenever I get that time to work on my business I feel excited and passionate again as opposed to that exhausted feeling of like just I don't even know what the term is but like just getting through the days almost yeah definitely yeah and when you can do different things to it um it adds excitement back to your life doesn't it (laughs) it does which is good um I'm interested though from the conversations you're having in general with other people what do you think 
the vibe in the community as the vibe in the community is as a whole. And I guess the reason I asked one thing I know you did just before all this hit was you started doing open days, which were an incredible hit, but you actually put it out to the public on social media, whether you should do another one. And it seems based on their feedback, you decided not to until things changed. So what made you decide to do that? Like, is it the conversations in the community or what is the vibe? Yeah. Out there? Um, it was a hard choice to not go ahead with my second open day because the first one was so successful <laughs> and lots of fun. So I was still, um, so I'm planning on opening for my coffee and cake, uh, once a month for two days. So, um, the first one, like the second one came around really quickly and I had to decide whether I was going to do it or not because we were pretty much smack bang in the middle of the C word. I refuse to say (laughs) the word. It's like Voldemort. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we're pretty much smack bang in the middle of it and I had to decide whether I wanted to go ahead or not. It was when they first said, like when they said, um, keep 1.5 metres away and my shop's not massive so... If it gets busy, people might have been getting too close. And um, it was a hard decision not to go ahead. And more people actually told me that I should. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was like there was a lot that said I shouldn't too. <laughs> we do love cake in this community. <laughs> yes, we do love cake. <laughs> um, so I was really torn between wanting to add sweetness and spread positivity positivity to the community but then deep down I knew I probably shouldn't be adding to people uh, non-essentially leaving their house Um, so yeah it was a tough decision Um, it's just overall it's just a strange situation really isn't it Uh, I've compared it to a roller coaster like accurate a massive highs and massive lows all in like a day an hour like it's yeah it's been been tough but um personally uh it's been tough at home with the kids <laughs> um yeah roller coaster <laughs> um but i can like there's definitely more people struggling than me so you just got to put things into perspective again and keep going <laughs> I don't disagree and I know that we again spoke about this before we hit record and the lesson I've learned from today is to hit record while we're chit-chatting at the beginning but the best thing I have read during this whole thing is that we are in the same storm but we're in different boats so we're not all in the same boat but we're certainly all weathering the same storm no one's been through this storm before we don't know what we're doing we don't know when the next tornado is hitting us that's right we have no clue but I think I feel really guilty and I said this to you because my business is still running and I'm really lucky and I'm very grateful but we also took massive hits and massive losses and I'm never gonna I don't think I'm ever gonna go into it but some of the the things clients have even said to us have been so disheartening and I think like you just said it's all perspective and you so I think we're allowed to be grateful but I think we're also all allowed to grieve we've lost different things but yeah I think we can all grieve what we've lost in the process. It's like what you said about this being the year. Like I know you said this was the first year you were going to have both kids at school. So I feel like everyone had all these big plans for the year and it's like the carpet's ripped out from under you and it's like, okay, well, your plan was great. Now make a new one. Yes. Yeah, that's true. 
and I, I, um, I feel sorry for myself, like, but then like I speak to someone else or like have a chat with mom or, um, my husband, Caleb or something. And then they sort of snap me back out of it. So I, yeah, I can't feel too sorry for myself. We've got to stay positive <laughs> you, you at the get, same time. You have, you definitely need to have that time though, to feel a bit down and maybe watch some Netflix and eat some chocolate and or cake. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, then be positive again. Yeah. You just have to. Mm. Now I can't, I can't speak, I guess, for the wedding industry because it's not something my business has anything to do with, but genuinely my heart absolutely broke because from the outside looking in, it just must be crushing for the couples, but also for the suppliers who have been affected because obviously that's a massive industry that's effectively closed down really Mm. until we can get through all of this. And I know that you probably would have felt the effect with that, with wedding cakes, um, how did you deal with it, I guess? And what, what do you think has been the general feeling from couples and from other suppliers you work with? Yeah, this is a tough question because um, obviously I can only speak for myself and my business. Um, I, I think because weddings are such an emotional time anyway, it's definitely been hard on a lot of people. Uh, my couples have all been pretty good about it. Um, some are definitely more upset than others. Um, but the vendors that I work closely with, uh, even though they, or some of them, even though they haven't had weddings, uh, they've still been really busy. Like florists and my couple of my cake um, buddies, we've all still been really busy, which is amazing. It's amazing. One of the florists in town, she uh, said that she's up like 50% from last year without weddings. People are still spending money and they're still getting flowers and getting cake for for themselves but also sending it to other people who are stuck in in isolation and so yeah I think it's definitely affected everyone differently I know there's other wedding vendors that um there's not really much that they can be doing at the moment whereas some of us we can sort of pivot a little bit and um add new services or a couple of photographers have started porch sessions and that I think that's kept some of them really busy so yeah it's cool how it's um we can still be working which is amazing and I guess the whole reason that I had sort of started this podcast to capture some of that resilience of the regional businesses and like we've spoken about all the amazing things you've done and you've just talked about so many businesses and how they've pivoted to do better I just think I don't know if I'm biased but I feel like out here in regional Australia where resilient we're good at saying okay well this is tough but we're a little bit tougher yeah and supportive of each other too so the other wedding vendors we're all supporting each other but then the clients and the the whole community is sort of supporting us by purchasing all this extra stuff from us (laughs) to make up for the weddings most of the postponed weddings not cancelled so we still get to do them later on we're going to have an epic wedding season hopefully later this year hopefully yes definitely yeah now i loved your diy packs at home which is what you briefly touched on so that was the video tutorials you did people could buy the packs from you take them home and decorate cookies or cupcakes or um 
those sorts of things, which was amazing. I think one of the highlights for me of what you did there was that your daughter Tilly got involved and made her own craft kit to add to add to all the packs you had on offer. Um, and she even recorded her own tutorial video, which I just thought was amazing. And as you know, I bought them for my um, nieces and they loved them. But does Tilly get her entrepreneurial spirit from you? Um, and what do you think your kids in general have gained by watching you grow your business? I don't know if I would say entrepreneurial. Uh, she needs to work on it, her execution and follow through a little bit. <laughs> She made me finish them all off. <laughs> Did she really? Yes. Oh. Well, she got all the credit, so she got part of it, right? I was I was really proud of her, actually. Um, when she told me that she wanted to make craft kits for all the kids at home so they don't get bored and annoy their mums and dads, that was really cool. I thought that was cute. And she loves craft. Um she loves videos too. Uh, I think that little bit of extra time in ISO and that little bit of extra YouTube uh, watching, she's she was definitely keen to do her own video YouTube tutorial. She did a good job. <laughs> she did. You could tell by the end of it, she was starting to get a bit over it. <laughs> Shorten the video next time. Yeah. So I guess then in general, what do you, what sort of skills do you think Tilly and Archie have got watching you grow the business? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I actually said to them um, this afternoon, um, what do you think about me working? Like, what what have you taken away from me working? And um, they said, it was funny actually, they said, Archie said to me, you're really patient when you're waiting for people to pick up cakes. I was like, cool. I didn't think patience was one of my strong points. So <laughs> that was actually interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon? From an outsider looking in, what do you think the kids? I just, to me, seeing Tilly do what she did, I didn't know about the follow through and the execution. <laughs> now I feel bad. But I guess I always worry from my perspective because, oh, dare I say it out loud, I may be getting to the point where I, with my husband, David, like I would like to have a family in the future. And I worry because I sit there and I'm like, what kind of mother could I possibly be while I'm trying to run this business? Like, am I going to fail at it? And I look at someone like you and I'm like, well, there is the possibility that I could still have a business yeah, definitely. and be teaching my kids good lessons. Like I, I look at it and go, okay, well, Tilly doesn't pull that out of thin air. She, <laughs> no, but I, she, yeah. I believe in, I shouldn't say this because I'm not a parent, but I believe in nurture over nature so I think how children are raised and the environment they're brought up in really affects them as a person and I look at it and go like how lucky would I be if one of my children grew up and wanted to do things like that because they've sat back and watched how hard I work like yeah. I was just so impressed and I think it's such a credit to you as a parent that's how I think but that's yeah. an outsider yeah no that that makes sense like obviously I'm on Instagram a lot <laughs> so they see that too and um and I get them involved as well. So it's it's cool that they can sort of work with me. Um, I don't know how that would work with your business. But I mean, you could get them involved in a few things. But yeah, I think just they, I guess, can see that I do work hard. And um, Archie did say too that he was proud of me, which <laughs> well, <that's laughs> that was cool. a bit cute. 
I, I don't really, I guess, consider how it's like affecting them positively or negatively. I just, we just do it. And that's, that's just our life. <laughs> how do you find that balance then? Because another thing I've spoken to you about is on social media, I'm always so impressed because you're taking them on these amazing adventures or they're going camping or you're taking them out to regional towns to see little towns and support other businesses. Like it's, I, I'm just so impressed by it. So how do you find the balance between running the business but doing that while prioritizing a young family? Yeah, it's – well, now that the kids are a little bit older, it's a little bit easier. Um I, I do think that we have a pretty good work-life balance going on. Um, we have worked hard too, though, to get to get to here. I love working. So like when Archie was eight months old, I chucked him in daycare so I could go back to work. Um, not sure how some people took that. <laughs> like, you should be at home looking after your kids. But no, I love working. And I think that I'm a better mum when I've got that little bit of balance to um, everyone's different, obviously, but um, yeah, I enjoy working. And then when you come home, you've got that time with them and um, you can make it quality time as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's hope for me yet. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that you can so clearly see your personal values through your business and you're so good at communicating that through your social media. And it's something I've always admired about you, but I love your relationship with the other cake businesses here in Dubbo. I think it's incredible. Um, But I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you developed those relationships and why collaboration over competition is something that's clearly so important to you. Yeah, it's a massive part of my business. Um, Collaboration over competition is definitely my favourite quote. Um, That and colour makes people happy. (laughs) That's my second favourite quote. (laughs) Uh, I just see so much more value in lifting others up and supporting them rather than working against them. Um, if you be other people's supporters and cheer them on no matter what industry they're in um, and it helps them to to level up it helps you to level up too it's a great approach yeah it's wonderful it's fun too to work with other people especially when you work alone it's nice to I can I don't have just a couple of workmates I've got heaps I've got a whole community (laughs) of workmates (laughs) exactly Now, we're coming to the end of all of my questions for you today, Um, but we've done some work together, and I know from that that you've spoken spoken to me about how eager you were to get a plan in place for this year, and you had so many big and exciting plans, and you've been so organized, which is amazing. Um, I know some of your plans have probably been affected a little bit now, but I would love for you to share with us what is next for Cakes by Amy Rutherford. Thank you. I was really organized. I was super proud of myself. Sitting. Workshop dates for a whole year, I believe. The whole year, events, everything was penciled in. Open days, school holidays. I don't even know when school holidays is. I knew when school holidays was this year. Everything, family holidays, it was all planned out. So, yes. So things, proud of you. I was really proud of myself too. <laughs> um, there wasn't many free days. So, it was yeah, it was good. But, yeah, obviously the c word has affected things a little bit um we we missed our um holiday for our 10 year wedding anniversary Aww. we were planning on just caleb and i going away so but it will still happen it's just been postponed 
So other than that, though, things haven't been affected too much yet, which is good. Um, just that one open day. But I'm planning on having another one soon, so that'll be good. Uh, yeah, so what's next? Well, I've decided to go ahead with my next open day. So that's something really exciting to look forward to and definitely more YouTube video tutorials. Yay! I just need to think about what to do without giving away too many of my secrets. Well, that would be a hard balance as well. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and I'll continue to collaborate on projects with other local businesses as well and just keep having fun and making cakes. Perfect. <laughs> what more could you want? More cake. <laughs> <laughs> There's always room for more cake. Now, I have decided I'm never letting any of my guests leave without finishing these last two sentences for me. So, first up, finish this sentence for me. My favourite experience with a resilient regional business was... I have too many. <laughs> we have so many amazing regional businesses um, and they're all so resilient. It's... In the current situation and with like drought and bushfires and everything, like it's really hard to pick one one business. Do I have to say one? You don't have to say one. Because I, I think I would feel bad too if I said one and not all the others. It's like having a favourite child, yeah. isn't it? That's I, fair. I'll may, take that. Just go on to like my Instagram and see my followers and the all the local ones. They're all amazing and resilient. They're all your favourite. All my favourite. Okay. <laughs> you have to finish this sentence for me though. That's the deal. You didn't okay. do one, so okay, you okay. do this one. <laughs> if people take one thing away from this episode, I hope they remember. Colour makes people happy and always be authentic. Oh, and um, cake is always a good idea. Well, cake is always an excellent idea and I'm a little bit excited because Amy has actually brought along a little box of something for me. So when we finish this episode, I will most certainly be digging in. Oh, can I now? Have a look what it is. Yeah. I'm worried that it's going to make noises. And That's all right. My pal Dylan, who helps with my audio, will not be happy with me. It's the noise of the box opening. So, obviously this is a podcast <laughs> I know and what you your can't see, is. <laughs> but my favourite thing in the whole world that Amy makes is her brownies, and I don't know how she makes them, but one day I will find out, <laughs> because I have never found a brownie as good. Maybe via YouTube tutorial. <laughs> you know what, it still wouldn't be as good as someone else making them, so I would keep buying them, but we're certainly going to leave this episode on a high because I have two brownies to eat, but... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. I've had a lovely time chatting and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for episode two of Step Pivot. And if you'd like to find out more about today's guest, Amy, you can follow Cakes by Amy Rutherford on Facebook or Instagram or visit her website, cakesbyamyrutherford.com.au. Um, again, I hope you tune in for next week's episode. I'm diving deep with Mel Matheson from Nutricize about diet culture, body acceptance, and what parts of normal we should actually return to after COVID-19. So um, it's an interesting chat and I'm really excited to share it with you.